The views reflected on the show do not necessarily reflect the views of the people on the show or of the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode four of the Interesting Tale Brethren podcast. Okay, like let's boss. get started. Like a boss. Yeah, so. So stupid, so bad. This is self-deprecating humor, definitely. So, let's um, put the first one on the chopping block, Guantanamo Bay. So prison of some sort. What? Prison of some sort, apparently. A prison of some sort, apparently. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. A prison. Substantially. <laughs> yeah, allegedly a prison. I'm not sure about this. Well, it's basically a prison where like the worst of the worst go like terrorists and stuff. And then allegedly they do um torture and stuff like that, so here to talk about this. So, yes. you can start with your views on this. Um, okay, I have it up. It's detention camp. Mm-hmm. And... It's confirmed. Yes. Uh, quite a few times. Uh, let's see here. In Cuba, 2002, person... What do you want uh, my opinions on it? Yeah, that's that's what you're here for. Okay. So my whole take on this thing is, um, if it's like the worst of the worst, like they kill people for fun. Well, no, I, think it's, I don't think it's those. I think it's like terrorists mostly. So I think that they should get like a punishment of this sort. Yeah, it seems. Well, yeah, I necessary. think. Well, yeah, I think that, like, well, the thing is that they were supposed, like, it was supposed to be shut down, and then everyone just amazingly realized, wait, where is everyone gonna go? Hmm. Because, um, I believe they have released people in the past, and no way, they just went back to being terrorists. Huge surprise, right? Because they're all stupid. I, well, it's just because you can't really let these people out into the public, especially after they've been detained by American, like, by the American government, they probably don't, they probably like the American government even less than they already did, which is very hard to do. So, Mm. they're probably not super excited about the whole thing. I can see why. Yeah, and... The thing is, with torturing them, I think it's okay, as long as you're getting, like, trying to get information, because, or, like, trying to track down, like, their cohorts and their other people. I think that's Well, you see, the thing about the torture part, I don't think that it would make much of a, like, I don't know if this is the purpose, but rehabilitation. Well, I think that... It's not for rehabilitation because it's generally not good it's to just torture someone to straight up punishing. Them. Yeah, I think it's a well. No, I don't think it's a straight up punishment. I think it's more of trying to get information because I think these people they're they probably no. Let's be honest, they already have life. They're not going to get out unless we let them out for some it's stupid just reason. Highly, um, highly unlikely. Yeah, because. It's in. They already have life, so it's not for rehabilitation because there's no way they can be rehabilitated 
when they have life. So they're never going to be out in society again. So I think it's more for information. And I think that's okay to an extent. But if... I think it shouldn't be as like a punishment, but more as a trying to get information to get like to try to stop terrorist attacks from happening because obviously it's not a very good thing. Oh yeah, because behind terrorist attacks is probably some guy that lives like like Osama lives in a cave, tells people to go bomb countries. Yeah. But the thing is that it's it's really hard to say with the torture thing just because it's kind of slippery ice there. Because it's really the, like, if it's just for punishment, flat out punishment, that's that probably shouldn't be happening. But if it's for information, I'm fine with them getting in, trying to get information. But at a certain point, like, after they've given all the information they can give, I think they should just be like, not released, but just, like, in prison there. Still in prison, but not, like, tortured constantly, because... It's Pointless. generally not good to torture people. That's just a general thing. You know? Unless it's this whole, like, okay, you tried to bomb our country, so we're just gonna, like, put you, like, to work or torture you or something. Well, I, I don't think that as a... That's a really... Like, a punishment... It's distasteful. In a way... Because what does that really accomplish, torturing somebody, beyond getting information? Like, as a punishment, it doesn't accomplish really anything. Because you're not going to get... Because the only thing you're going to get is, like, retribution. And, to be honest, that can only go so far. Like, if, if you, like, make them, like, I don't know, craft little American flags, at least you're having these American flags as, like kind of payment for it, but if you torture them, you really get almost nothing. Hmm. Nothing tangible. It's kind of like a short-term benefit, but it really doesn't change anything. Nothing was succeeded. It's just the same thing. Nothing changed. Yeah. Yeah, so, should we keep it open? Just go around here. Um, I'm not really sure. I'd say... Yes, only because I don't want these people intertangling with the people in cause common prison society. Because those other people are going to get released. While these people, if they like convince the other people to be terrorists or something, that's not a good thing. So I would say, yeah, but I would, but torture only for like getting information. And if they've told you everything that they know, and this is like, and you know, that that's all they know, then just, I'd say, just don't torture them for, like, a form of retribution, because that doesn't really accomplish anything. Hmm. So, on to our next topic. Should the U.S. deal with other countries' human rights issues, like, if they're mistreating citizens or something like that, should the... U.S. step in and basically say, you can't do that. I would have to say no because they're a country, they can do what they want. Well, I'm saying this is mostly but on pertaining... another scale that is messed in the up direction. Well, I'm mostly saying this towards, like, dictatorships. 
because if it's like a I'm mostly saying this towards dictatorships, like, during, where they, like, in a way, like, oppress their citizens, like, no freedom of speech, where they just go killing citizens who don't agree with their, like, political views, stuff like that. I would intervene on that, personally. Well... At least I'd try to, if I didn't die in the process. Yeah, but the thing is that, at a certain... It's fine. I think it's kind of slippery in an area... Just because you're basically telling other countries what to do. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do this, but you can do that, but you can't do this. And it's hard to say that we can do that. And also, how do we know that what we're doing is right? Because we could say, oh, it's right to, it's like, oh, it's not right to torture, like, prisoners. Yet we allegedly torture prisoners in Guantanamo Bay. So, it's kind of like a double standard, in a way. And, what we might classify, like, you have to understand it's two different societies. So, what we might say is, oh, that's completely wrong. That might be, like, normal. Or, what they think is completely wrong might be normal over here, or something like that. And there's different cultures and, like, different religions and stuff, so it can get a bit like, iffy in some areas, especially, like, in the Middle East. Yeah, because you tell them what to do, they'd probably be all shouting at you in their um, native language that you most likely won't understand, and they'll say stuff like, oh, this is our place, you can't tell us what to do. Yeah, see, that's, like, that is one of the actually important issues of it, is that... that It's our territory, you can't invade and tell us what to do. Yeah, and it's harming foreign relations. Like, it's it'd be re- it'd be really hard for like the U.S. to just go around and say you can do this, you can't do that, and just intervene in any country because obviously that's you can't for say do that. saying like Afghanistan coming here for example and saying hey, stop being American. Well, no, it's not. I want to say it's like that, but I'd say it's. Us, like, somebody going into our country and saying, you can't eat burgers because it's wrong to, I don't know, kill animals. And then, and it's, but it's, but then we'll say, oh, but it's part of our culture. And then, so it's a whole culture debate. Like, it's part of our culture. It's not part of your culture. You think it's wrong, but we think it's fine. It's kind of, it's iffy in those areas. Because we're not necessarily right on, like, every issue and everything we say. So, we don't... And since other issues, like, other areas have different, like, cultural climates and religions and cultures, we can't necessarily say, this is right, this is wrong, universally. Because other people have other attitudes towards certain things, you know? I do know. Okay. So, closing remarks on this. Should they get? Should they intervene? Nah, uh, I anymore. No, no, that's a no for you. I would say in extreme cases, only in extreme cases, like when they just massacre civilians. I'd say yes. You you should first try putting like political pressure. And putting, like, embargoes on them, 
If that doesn't work, then intervening directly should be an option, but it should not be the go-to option. So it shouldn't be, oh, they're killing civilians. Let's go bomb them. That doesn't really... Because what you're doing is you're launching a war, and it could just be solved by political pressure saying, if you do that, you aren't going to get any of our cheeseburgers. And they'll probably stop. Just stop to like, dude, I love that beef. I love the cheeseburgers. It's just, I, I think, I think I have to go with, to go with America. Stop killing civilians. Let's get some burgers. Yeah, and so, um, on to the next one, which is on a related note, of course, of course it's on a related note. Should the Middle East, well, should the U.S. help activists and rebellions in other countries, such as in the Arab Spring? Should they, should they, like, throw their lot with one side, like the rebels or something? Um, let's hear your opinion. Okay, let's hear it. So... Yes and no. I would say yes on the part of you should do it in extreme cases, of course. If, like, it's a horrible dictator and they're going to overthrow them. Yes, but to a certain extent, what if the revolution fails? The dictator's going to be kind of angry with the U.S. when they decided, oh, hey, I'm going to go against it. And you also have to factor in the UN. You, the UN saying, "Oh well, we want to take down this dictator. We want to give them like rights, but we don't want to like anger the dictator. We don't want him because it's been shown like in the Arab Spring when a dictator gets like really desperate, he can just go kill civilians when he knows that oh the UN, the US are all against me." So I have really no other way to do, like, anything. I can't do anything to win. So I'm just gonna, like, kill all the civilians that are against me and stuff like that. I don't want that to happen. I would like to see political pressure, mostly. Like in Egypt, where it's step down. Um, the U.S. urging them to step down and not crushing them with our almighty fist. Because I just, I don't know if I can support just running in there and just actually sending combat troops. The farthest I'd go is military advisors. Because I don't really want to endanger our troops for something like a rebellion in another country. I'd go as far as to offer a no-fly zone, maybe equipment, and maybe military advisors. That's only in extreme cases. So, and I'd also say yeah, no towards if it's a rebellion, like a rebellion of like a rebellion against like a democratically elected dictator who was elected by the most people and just a small like vocal minority just wants to do like to to overthrow the person even though they were fairly elected and let's just say there was no election fraud or anything like that they were just, they were fairly elected i'd say probably not 
as long as they're not like oppressing the people who are being like who didn't vote for them or something like that or like a certain group of people but even then i wouldn't like support like a rebellion of doing a democratically elected dictator just because oh i don't like how he looks i don't think that's like a fair reason but if it's like major things like there's a dictator a dictator who just like the military coup took power and then started abusing power i'd say i could go as far as military advisors and no fly zone, maybe airstrikes. That's probably the farthest. Because I wouldn't really want to send troops to fight in a war that's really not ours. Well, that's what America does. We go and steal other people's wars from them. Exactly. That's that's what we do. And I, it's hard to say if we Americans should. Are, oh, war going on halfway across the world. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's really hard to say when, like, the situation arises. It's kind of like a case-by-case basis. You can't say, oh, these are the parameters, because some, you have to go by revolution by revolution. And especially in, like, the Middle East, like Syria, I would say, like, a no-fly zone definitely for Syria. And even though they're having a peaceful revolution, if it ever gets violent, which I hope it won't, it will, I would give them a no-fly zone for the rebels, but I wouldn't go for, like, as long as it's peaceful, I wouldn't, like, try to intervene militarily. I would basically tell them, hey, just step down or improve the conditions, but hope mostly step down, get a democracy in there, and just... Step down, you can, like, take money if you want, like, take, like, a million, like, a billion dollars or something. Just leave. We'll get a country to accept you. Just leave the country and just let the, um, just put a democracy in place. Because I think that'd be most, that'd just be the best thing to do. Because it'd solve it peacefully and everyone's happy. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add? Um, not really. I'm not sure where I stand on this. Well, let's say Syria, because they recently had a massacre where allegedly military personnel of, um, of the Syrian government just came in and killed, um, a good amount of, I don't know the exact number, but a good amount of children and women. So would you say at that point just basically just put a lot of political pressure on them and say, hey, you need to stop it? That kind of goes back to our last topic where we were talking about going in and telling them what to do. But I see this seems like sort of an extreme case. So, so would you say intervene? Yes. Yeah, see, I can see with that, but things like... The Egyptian revolution, where it never really got extremely violent, sure, people did die, and I'm not saying, oh, it doesn't matter that people died. People did die, but it's not like there was huge, huge massacres and just... A- it was a riot, probably not like a massacre. Yeah, it was a riot, but sometimes, like, I think some of the... 
people would just shoot at um, protesters. And I would say... And riots can be pretty easy to be contained. Massacres are like all out like genocide on like everybody. Yeah, and when it's just full out, just basically kill everybody mode, I would say, yeah, we need to intervene. If it gets like, da- like, violent. Like, like, oh no, this one guy's gone psychopathic. Yeah, but if if it's a peaceful revolution, I wouldn't really say, oh, let's do like, let's send troops in there and military advisors to prepare when we're going to strike because that's kind of working against what you're trying to achieve, getting them to just step down peacefully. And in places like Libya where that wouldn't happen and they just stormed through and they just took everything and then the UN provided like a no-fly zone. I think that was fair, and no-fly zone and airstrikes, but I wouldn't really... It's hard to say that, oh no, you shouldn't supply it when, like, people are just getting killed every day there, and people are just getting massacred, but you also have to think that we can't be everywhere at once. You can't send, like, oh, we can't airstrike every country that's having a rebellion on the side we want to win. That is true. Because we really can't say, oh, this is right or this is wrong. You can't... It's easy to say when, like, people are just getting killed, oh, that's obviously wrong. But on certain other issues, like, oh, this person doesn't have... Like, everyone doesn't have, like, this right or something. And they have, like, a religious reason. It's hard to say, you can't have that reason. Because... It's kind of intruding on their culture, so it's hard to say. But I would say that what my option would be to, like, dictators would be you get, like, a billion dollars or something. You get to go to another country as long as you set, like, a four-year plan or something to set up a democracy. That's, like, how it would go. Or you just leave the country. So you have, like, a four-year, like, timeline to get a democracy going. And after that, you can just take a bunch of money and just leave. And so, you're out. Everybody's happy. And it's just, everybody's happy. And really, nobody, like, dies or anything. That obviously isn't going to work all the time. And so, I think countries now are going to kind of get, like, if we say, oh, you better leave. Because we did the exact same thing with Saddam Hussein. We basically said, you can leave, you can take a bunch of money, Jordan will take you, just go, be on your way. And he's like, nah, U.S. is not going to evade. Little did he know, we did. And so I think countries are going to say, oh, well, yeah, this is, like, they're going to be like, yeah, the U.S., they could, they could actually go through with their promise and actually attack and support the rebels, so maybe we should listen. So I'd say that option should be definitely on the board. So what would your plan be? Um, I'm not really sure. You don't know I what I've been about? thinking too much on the matter lately. It's just a really hard issue, you know? Mm-hmm.
No? Okay, so... I do think that the wars in the Middle East were kind of... Unnecessary? It was unnecessary, that's for sure. We never really had to get involved, because at no point did the government actually attack us, or do anything to attack us. But, as I said earlier, oh, there's a war going on, this fight. Well, yeah, and we... The Americans are war happy. Yeah, and the... One of the... One of, like, the worst things is that the guns they were using, we gave to them, because earlier Russia had a war with the Middle East, the Soviet Union, and we're, we gave them, like, we trained them, and we gave them weapons, and then we attacked. Yeah. Not a very good thing. So they're using stuff that we gave them, and so I would say it was kind of a reaction, like a knee-jerk reaction. Where nothing really happened, and then it's like, oh, um, um, a terrorist group from the Middle East attacked us. Let's go attack the Middle East. That's not really necessary. I think to get Saddam Hussein out of power, that was a reasonable thing. But I don't think that we gave him enough political pressure to really constitute a war. I think we should have, because he really never took our threats seriously of, oh, we're going to invade. So I would have said, I would have probably, like, put a lot more pressure over a much longer term. Because once you go in and you just completely, like, you take out the government, it's, you really can't just leave. You can't just get up and leave because their economy's gone. Everything's gone. Their government's gone. All, like, basically everything's gone. You can't just get up and leave. It's like, they're all in a day's work. And just get up and just walk out because you kind of just destroyed everything. Even if it's like, even if you took out like a horrible dictator, you did just go in and basically just destroy everything. You took out their economy, you took out their government, and then you can't just get up and leave and say, oh, well, we're done. You have to at least stay there and help, which I would say, okay, you can stay there and help afterwards. But I wouldn't send a bunch of combat troops. And to me, mostly, I think it's... Most of the people who are fighting us are only fighting us because we're there. Most of these people aren't sitting in their like, basements before we attack them like, darn America. Really wish I could just take them out. No, none of them are thinking that. They're all probably thinking, oh, these people, they came onto my land, I should probably defend it. They want to pick a fight with us, then Soviet will go and defend this place. Exactly. They Power defense up in here. Yeah, they don't really want to fight anything. They just... They... Most of the Self people... Self-defense. Yeah, and then everyone who says, oh, that's not really the case, they actually hate America. I would say... Well, you have to look at... Like, if you're put in that situation, if a foreign power just invaded the United States, would you fight them because you hate, like, the foreign power? Or would you fight them because this is your homeland and you want to defend it? Because I live here and uh, they have no right to come attack us if they're doing it for no reason. Yeah, it's... It's really hard to say that 
it's really hard to make a decision like as big as that and it was kind of made on a like the reason to invade the Middle East was oh they have like weapons of mass destruction when there really was none and it was based on I think British intelligence you really can't make such a big decision off one little thing that has that is kind of iffy because you're talking about committing to a long-term war you can't just say okay so it's likely they have this you have to say it's for sure they have this or it's likely they have this stuff this is for sure you have to like lay it out and you have to have it can't be a maybe kind of thing it has to be a yes or a no you can't say well maybe he has this so we should go invade because they might be a threat to us in the future that doesn't really work. You have to say, they do have this, so they are a threat. Or they, they might be, be developing this, okay, so they we do We sent people threat. in, undercover, and we found a nuclear missile base. We should go attack. We're for sure of this. Yeah, and I don't think, even though it was British intelligence, I think a lot more investigation should have gone under that. Because, unless they have, like, pictures of it, or they have a recording where it was said that they do have it, if it's like, we have reason to believe they have it, you can't just attack based on, we have reason to believe. That's like if in court cases they say, we have reason to believe this man shot this man, therefore he should get the death penalty. You can't just say, we have reason to believe. You have to say, he did this, this is all the proof, this is the evidence, the evidence, the proof, even though it's the same this thing. This is the extremely low quality cell phone video. Yeah, even if it's just like, oh, here's a picture, or here's a recording of someone saying they do have it, or here's we staged, see... Here's staged footage using After Effects, or here's a photoshopped picture on my phone. I, yeah, it's just a picture of photoshopped nuclear weapons in a dusty-looking place. Dude, look! Yeah, I totally just took this vacation photo from 2007 and just put a nuclear missile in there yeah and it's really hard to say we want to commit to this long term on such a on a speculation because it's really hard like that's a really long-term commitment that's not something you can say hey it's this it's not like a year thing it's it was a 10-year thing it's not something that you can just walk in there and say, okay, maybe, and this, and it'd be safer if we did this. You have to say, it is going to be safer that if we do this, and here's the reason that they do. And the U.S. kind of said, oh, this is for sure they have this. It wasn't really for sure that they had this at all. We, and we said it like it was, def they definitely had this. And and we should have just said, we think they have this, so we're going to do more investigation. And we should have contacted him. And if he said, oh, well, I'm not telling you, then like we should have contacted Hussein and just said, hey, do you have this? And he says, oh, I'm not telling you. Then it's like, then he probably has it. But if he says no, and then he allows us to investigate, then that that'd be fine, but... I think you can't just go off of they could have this. And even if 
we thought it was 100%. We should have talked to him more extensively. Yeah, keyword in that sentence, thought. Yeah. Talk, not invade. And... So, on to the next topic. What would you define as a human right? Um, the rights of human right um, in America, free speech, for example. Well, I'm talking human rights, so global. Oh. I'm not really sure. I'll think on that for a while. Yeah, I would definitely put in freedom of speech as one. That's a huge one. I but don't know if I would America put... mostly. Yeah, I don't know what else I would put under that. Like, freedom of speech, the right to vote, I'd say that's pretty important. Decently important. It's hard to say what you would put under it. Because everyone has their own views. They can say, oh, well, owning a gun's a human right. Well, that's debatable. But things like freedom of speech... That's hard to debate. Because on a global scale, very few countries have that freedom of speech. Yeah. Yeah, on a global scale, it's minimal. It's not a huge deal to a lot of, especially dictatorships, because they don't want people to just do whatever. If you badmouth me and what I do, I'll send it in an assassin. Yeah, I think the right to exist, I think that's a pretty big one. I think that's a pretty big one. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's a pretty baseline right. The right to use the internet, I think that's a big deal, like freedom of the internet under firewalled. Because if you censor the internet then obviously you're trying to hide something. So, like China. Yeah, because obviously they're trying to hide something from their citizens because they don't want them to know, oh, it's better out in, like, the West, in the freer world. Because China's economy is not very good, especially for the lower crust of the people. Because we might say, oh, well, they're taking all our jobs. Because they only get paid in a month what a U.S. worker gets paid in, I think, a day. So they don't get paid really anything. It's basically indentured servitude because they have to pay for the housing there. Unless it's like a communist country. Well, yeah, see. If you could even count them as communist. I don't think that you would find China as communist anymore. The problem with calling them communist is that they don't really follow the, like, the thing, like, the rules. Like, the government owns everything? Well, yeah, and that... Everyone has equal amount of wealth. It doesn't really follow that rule that much. 
The last time I checked, there's still classes on it. And that's supposed to be gone in a communist society. And that's a big, like, thing. It's hard to say if they actually are communists. Like, North Korea, oh, we have a communist, like, dynasty. When they're supposed to be classless, but... I guess there's tons of offshoots of communism. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's completely aside the point. Because, of course, the people's, I think, democracy. I think they actually do have a democracy in their name. Which is funny. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready to move on? Um, How long has it been? Well, do you want to add more to the list of what's a human right? So far we have the right to live, freedom of speech, the right to use the internet, uncensored. Any more? Um, I think that um, the last topic on our list has something to do with discussing uh, weapons as a human right. Yes, so do you want to jump to that? Sure. Okay, so... Should guns be a human right? Um, I've actually heard, I think, one of the poli- first well, presidential self-defense. candidates say that should be. So. For self-defense. For self-defense? Well, Not I'm talking in general. Reason. Should be allowed to own a gun. Um, on certain scales. On a certain scale, so elaborate, good sir. Um... I would um, normally, if I were to like own a gun, just sitting around, I would normally only use it for like if somebody's about to invade my house, mm-hmm. not to go out like go shoot that annoying neighbor next door. Oh, yeah. Because that wouldn't make any sense. One and two, he didn't do anything like physically, like wrong. Well, yeah, it's also bordering on, like, the discussion of self-defense. I think that if you're just going out looking for a fight, you can't really call it self-defense, but that's completely off the topic, so we should just talk about the actual issue. On the actual issue, I don't think I have anything to say, because I just stated it. Well, I'm just saying, so you think that you should be able to own a, a gun... As a human right. Well, I think that in some states, I'm not sure if this is true, but in certain states, that is like, you can own a gun and it's perfectly fine. No, you can own a gun in every state. Mm. It's in the Constitution, playa. Well, it's in more, it's in more states than others, I would say. Well, yeah, you're talking about what like you can own in certain states. Like Georgia and Texas. Well, yeah, you're talking about what you can own in certain states, right? Mm-hmm. Because in certain states, it's harder to get weapons. I think in California, there's a 10-round limit on certain weapons. And there's yeah. all sorts of rules. So, And yet, in some of the more stereotypical uh, states like Georgia or so, Texas, it's like not as looked down on. It's, I don't think it's really looked down upon, but it's, 
a serious issue of less, contention. Less strict. Yeah, less strict for sure. Because in some states, you have to go through, like, enormous amounts Severe of training. paperwork. And you can only get, like, maybe a handgun. While in other states, you can get like up to, seven. like, rifles and stuff. It's ridiculous sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's pretty but funny that... in some that cases, I guess they would make sense. Because if they're going to put, like, a rule on it, it's either because... They haven't experienced it and they don't want to, or something like that happened, and they don't want it to happen again, so they place, like, laws. Yeah. And there's lots of people, like, saying, oh, well, more guns equal less crime. And that's true to a certain extent. But... If guns didn't exist, obviously, there would be less lethal crime. Because you couldn't kill someone as easily, but... Well, they're still swords. So it means, like, unless you can throw it really well, less ranged. Yeah, and it's harder to kill someone with a sword. Mm-hmm. See, if guns haven't been invented, we could still be in, like, medieval times, like, walking around swords. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think even armor. older than medieval times. Because in China, they had gunpowder a long time ago. Well, no, in medieval true. times they had cannons, right? Yeah, they did. China. But I'm talking... So that means that would... well, well, because I guess that um, cannons would be like a launcher, which is kind of under that same category. Yeah, it would classify as a As our flintlock pistols. Mm-hmm. I think that it's... It is kind of funny that police officers get worse weapons than civilians. But they have been upping their weaponry. Because it used to be you could only team. carry a pistol while a normal civilian could carry like up to like an assault rifle. So the people you're trying to protect have better weapons than you. So they can protect themselves better than you can protect them, which doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but then again, and the SWAT I think team, the, is a bit the emergency backup police, the SWAT team has like the AUGs and the sniper rifles and all the other assault rifles and stuff. Yeah, the MP5s. Homeland Securities. Well, well, I'm talking about just normal police officers. Well, yeah, they're because walking around like, like little twenty twos, their M1911s. Yeah, but I think if it's, if it's between a police officer and civilian. And the civilian, the civilian has a better player. weapon than the police officer. It's hard to say that the police officers can really protect the civilian as well. It is true. I think automatic rifles is a bit excessive, if somebody, though. No, because if somebody's coming at you with an M4 and you have a twenty two to defend yourself, I don't think that you're going to win unless you have, like, body armor. Yeah, even, well, even with body armor, I think normal civilians can even get body armor. Yeah, but they still have a better weapon. Say yeah. they have, well, like, a full automatic. the civilian has a better weapon and body armor, while the police officer has a worse weapon and body armor. But they have pepper spray. <laughs> yeah, they have pepper spray, so they're pretty big deals. But it's more of a close-range thing. Yeah, well, it's more for unarmed people. 
Yes, I'm going to spray someone with a gun. Last time the episode done with lethal weapons, I don't think anything. Kind of went under that category. Do you think assault rifles are a bit excessive to, like, to own, in a way? Because I get why you would own them. assault rifles may be a little intimidating. Not for self-defense, Yeah, especially if they're automatic. Because... If you go outside with a pistol, you think that something's coming, like, self-defense. But if you go outside with a well, you think people think that they're going to go on, like, a killing spree or something. Yeah. I think assault rifles should be a bit harder to get. Like, anything automatic should be a bit harder to get just because of their lethality. Like, you should have to, like, you should own a gun for, like, a certain amount of time, pass all these, like, tests... Because it's a bit... Safety training? Yeah, because... It's really dangerous, like an assault rifle, and I don't know if... How about a machine pistol, like a G18? Still classified as a pistol, but it's also fully auto. Yeah, I would put that under that, but I wouldn't say it's impossible to get, because it's just... Should be harder to get. So it's like, oh yeah, you want to purchase a, um, you want to purchase a Tar Twenty One. You have to have all of these safety qualifications. Kind of yeah. thing. Well, I'm not. I, I don't think you can own a Tar Twenty One to be honest. <laughs> well, this is just you an example. Can, actually, this, this is, is just an example. I'm not sure what I'm talking about. America, guys. You can own anything. Except for illegal drugs. Yeah. You can own any gun, but drugs. That's completely off limits, guys. So, um, final. How long has this been already? Like, what? 20 minutes? No, it's like 50 minutes so far. So, oh, any final words on this? Any final words, man? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I have anything else to say on the matter. So, yes or no? Yeah, yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. I would say... As long as they have, like, safety qualifications to get a certain thing. I would say yes. Because well, you can't just pro- walk down to your local... to the entire world. Like, as a basic human right that everyone should have. Um, I'd still say it. As long as they have, like, the same safety qualifications throughout the world. I would say yes. Just because of all, like, the rebellions and all, like, the cruel dictators. If everyone had a weapon that could be used against it and it a lot of revolutions would just go a lot better but a lot more revolutions would go instantly to violence which is probably not a good thing so you're kind of 60 40 on that yeah kinda i would say yes for right now 
because Until it blocks the level. If everyone has one, like a wet gun, then no one would attack anybody. But you're forgetting the crazy people. Because it's kind of like, oh, well, if everyone had a nuclear weapon, no one would nuke anybody. Well, that doesn't really work because there's crazy people. Like North Korea, I wouldn't really want them, even though they already have some, to like have a stockpile of nukes and then have a bunch of their allies and other countries that just want to take over other countries and just kill people to have nuclear weapons. So, I would say if you have like a severe mental illness, I think you should still be able to get it, but you should have to take like a mental test and stuff like that. So if you're psychopath, because, you have to go through even more tests. Well, I would just say, like, a psych- psychiatric test. I think they already do that, though. Because the philosophy of, oh, well, if everyone has guns, then less people are gonna, like, shoot each other. Well, that it's works until you get to people with, like, mental illnesses who really... Don't they completely ignore that and just they don't care about dying and that's like kind of the problem there. So I would say yes, but well, if you remember that um, Tucson shooting a million years ago, no, the guy had a mental illness and I don't think that they did any test. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll check this. Must but be confirmed the by thing Wikipedia. Is, the most of the time when people just go out like shooting people, they have mental illnesses. So I'm fine with normal civilians to having it, or people who have mental illnesses who can overcome it or on medication or something can have it because I'm not really going to discriminate against them because they were born that way. But people who are like off, like no, they're off. They're off, like, any drugs or anything, so they're kind of loose cannons or something. I really don't want them to have guns in a way, but as long as they can, like, keep it under control, mentally stable, I think that's fine. So, I guess that wraps up episode four. Well, one last topic. Just, uh, what's your opinion on E3 this year? Um... Have you seen anything of it? I have seen anything on it. I saw the Assassin's Creed 3. Looks pretty awesome. Pretty I sick. think I might do that. Mm-hmm. And I also saw stuff on the Just Dance and the, what else is going on? Hitman? Yeah, Hitman. Is that Absolution? I don't think it is. I don't know. Absolution? Maybe something like that? Yeah, I think it is. Hitman, Absolution. Yeah. Who do you think won E3 this year? I don't know. Has it been announced yet? As like a company, like the big three, Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo. Um, I think Ubisoft. Ubisoft. You think Ubisoft won this year? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think... Because Ubisoft is pretty big. They made the Assassin's Creed and they made a bunch yeah. of other stuff. I would say... Microsoft won this year because of Halo 4. Oh, yeah. To be honest. The weapon they showed... I haven't where seen it was any like AZs this on gun. Halo 4 yet. Yeah, it was, it's pretty amazing. Also, the uh, all the news about the uh, Wii... The Wii U. Is yeah, that even out yet? Kind of... Or is it just, like, prototyped? So I'm not sure that's out yet. Yeah. The Wii U was really disappointing for me. Because the control looked exactly like the Xbox controller. It really doesn't bring anything amazingly new like the Wii with motion controls, so... And it might just have caught up to the current consoles. But, like, in a couple of years, yeah, it's just gonna be gone. Behind and, like, usual. Yeah, in a few years, people will be like, like Nintendo, what's that? Yeah, and the console's just too expensive for what it's offering. Yeah, Xbox has been out forever, and it's like, what, 200-something? PS3's been out forever, and that's like, what? 200, 300 something. Wii U just came out and it's like what? Above 300? I don't even know how much it would be. Yeah. So I Again, I'm not up to date on this. It. If you need to have a mental thing, I think. I think you have to, like, talk to your doctor or something like that, like a psychiatric person. But I don't think you do. You have to. Like, if you have a uh, requirement. Yeah, I'm getting mixed answers. I think it's no, or you need to talk to your doctor, which would make sense. And you also have to think of the issue. Well, they can just get an illegal gun, but... They can't afford medication. I'm not sure they can afford, like, an assault rifle that's a couple hundred dollars. couple thousand, maybe. But, you know... It goes into a whole other issue with, like, healthcare and stuff like that. Shouldn't, like, we get drugs to those people to help them with their mental disorders? That's a completely different episode, so... Yeah, all next all, episode. This was a pretty good episode. That. Any last thoughts no. on this episode? What? No. Sweet. Okay, so I guess that wraps up everything about this episode of Stupidity. Yep, so bye. Bye, my good people. Probably see you in a week, peoples. Maybe. Maybe. Most likely. Well, bye.